is Daylight Magazine, coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Listener, this is Jocelyn Ahebo. Today we want to talk about what a dual life is. What a dual life is. Living a dual life is one of the most difficult and 
dirtiest games on this earth. Why a dual life? You try to please man outwardly, but inwardly you displease God the Most High. For you giving others a smiling face is the order of the day, while hatred is embedded within you for them. You seem to be holy, respectful, gentle, obedient, and all you can think of outside home, but vice versa when at home. You do all the numerous long hours of prayers at church, teach others the word, advise and lead others to Christ. But you do the opposite, the very things you teach and advise others. Are you a signboard which never reaches its destination it directs others to? Do you want to lead others to eternal life while you enjoy everlasting fire in hell? How painful and astonishing it will be when you are discarded from the sons of God. How will you feel when the Lord says he knows not you? Assess your life critically and highlight some behaviors of your own which make you live a dual life and start living a single life right before the Lord. Remember, there is no dualism in heaven. So start now. I'm Jocelyn Ahiko. Thank you. Welcome to another edition of Youth Corner. My name is Afreni Amakeke. I'm here with Lolu Gadwebu, Akto Bonfo Jr. and Samoa Sabre Frempong. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much once again for joining me. We will start off from where we left off. In fact, previously we looked at what really is wrong with teenage pregnancy. You all did concur to the fact that God is against it. You quoted some Bible verses to buttress that point. Sexual immorality is one of the sins that as the Bible has described, is within the body that is the temple of God. So very, very abominable. But let's look now at the effects. We'll focus here on the effects on society, effects on the individual or the victim, the the girl who gets pregnant and also the check. So Mm. let's start with society. How does teenage pregnancy affect society? And does it at all, if it does, what, what are some of the effect. Yes, it affects society so much. Like last year, Ghana Health Service gave or did a statistics. They gave out a statistics of teenage pregnancy. It says 750,000 cases of teenage pregnancy last year. If all these young ladies are going to give birth, as my brother at all gave example that some died even the world record mm. indicated that people died amongst these 750,000 people some would definitely die we have lost life such people we don't know what god planned for them those people may be people who had plans for the nation that they were going to build the nation and they are gone secondly these children are coming before you realize 
Even the parents who give birth to their children do not have any good background. They don't have any solid ground that they can lay their hands on to take care of the children. So at the long run, we are indirectly preparing vagabonds to the nation. And you know, worldwide, there are a lot of crimes going on. And when you go down to history, records indicate that most of these things that happen around the world, you go to the history of such people and realize it is either they are coming from a teenage parent or from a society where social vice is just something they play with. So when you look at the parent giving birth at that early stage, definitely society, when you take economically, they are not going to help society to grow. I don't mean increase in numbers, but I mean development. The parent doesn't have so much. So she's not even going to pay tax to help the nation develop. But rather the nation's little tax that we've been able to collect will be used to take care of them, both the parent and the child. And if the parent is not able to take care of the child, and the child also grows, it becomes a street child, gradually develops to something else to hurt the society. So when you look at teenage pregnancy in its totality, you realize that the parent has a problem on the society because she is not well developed for growth in the society. Secondly, the child that is coming is not also fit. Mm, so they both the, become a burden on a society. Burden on society. Mm. Mm. All right, you have said a lot of very interesting points, talking about the loss of valuable mm. human resources that through the lives that are lost due to underdevelopment of those mothers or those girls who mm. get pregnant and other points. Let me come to up to now. The society How does it affect yeah, society? society, individual and the church. Mm, let's focus on society. Okay, mm. with the society you realize that we have some pressure being put on our health services. Now, almost all the time, teenage girls who are not fully developed will have to go through the intensive care unit or a caesarean section or something like that. Now, the time that they are supposed to be in school, their parents will now have to spend extra resources taking care of them when people are expecting a baby. There are lots of things that go into it. Mm. Going to hospitals, their diet and all that. Even after, by God's grace, they give birth, the baby doesn't die. The mother is not working, it's not earning a salary. Now, an added mass has been added to the family, and then the father, mother, becomes the breadwinner, actually, for their child and then their grandson at the same time. You also realize that there's this stigma that comes in, like, all of a sudden, a 15-year-old girl is a mother, and she can no longer play with her other colleagues at school. <coughs> colleagues will also be teasing her, they will just make fun of her because she's pregnant, she's a mother and now have to behave as such. So it brings a lot of irregularities and bad feelings in the society, health-wise, economically and also like this normal society feeling of belongingness. Usually they become so stigmatized that they stay indoors, they don't come out, which actually prevents their complete development as individuals. At the end of the day, it can also affect their education which I know we'll talk about that mostly when we go to the individual effect. Mm. All right, Lord. In society, we have all attested to the fact that everything is wrong with teenage pregnancy. That goes to say that society is the biggest sufferer, even though the individual suffers in a way, but the society suffers much more. When these things happen, you have 
a furtherance in a poverty cycle. Furtherance in the poverty cycle. That is if the pregnancy is coming to a place where there's poverty. And mostly it is so. Just yesterday I was passing by where I work. I was passing by and I saw three teenage girls dancing azunto with their kids. So their <laughs> kids are in front of them, one, one, one like that, and they are dancing. When you give birth to a child, the child does not come with an outright character most of the times, even though they have their temperament and all that. It is socialization, what you put into the child. So as they do so, every Sunday evening, what does the child pick up? So you see this kind of lukewarm attitude in life, laziness, thinking life is all about dancing and all that. So like, society suffers a lot when it comes to teenage pregnancy because poverty is feathered. And then we also have increase in social vices. Some of these kids, when they get pregnant, they have to drop out from school, sell, and do all sorts of things. And then, since they are not able to get much, their kids can't go higher. And if God does not grant them the grace, these children grow to become hardened criminals, not only in holding guns, but duping people in so many ways. You see, so society suffers a lot. I've heard it said before, we are looking now at the effect on the individual, but mm. just before we go mm. into that, I've heard people say that it is good girls that get pregnant, mm. bad girls don't. Do you agree with this? I don't agree. I don't agree. Do you? I don't agree because, first of all, you have to define who you say a good girl is and who a bad girl is. And then secondly, those boys, they don't care whether you are good or you are bad. That adventure goes for all. All right. Uh, that adventure definitely goes for all. Mm. We'll end this discussion here. Uh, we'll continue later on. I've been here with Lord Lugard Webu, Atobonfo Jr. and Samoa Sabre from Paul. My name is Afre Nyama Kiki. This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017 to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus 233-20870-4532 or plus 233 233- Two four four two three five zero one seven, or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana P.O. Box AF 595 Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana We will expect your feedback
up next is the moment of truth. Welcome once again to Moment of Truth. This is your humble servant, Prince Benjamin Mauto. Shall we pray to begin our discourse? Divine Father, we want to bless your name. This is the time we want to listen to your word. Please come and teach us your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I once again welcome you to the moment of truth. And today I want us to discuss a very important question. The ultimate question that I want us to focus on in our discourse is what are you dreaming about? This is a question that I really want to ask you. Many people have been mentioned in the scriptures in connection with dreams. We can mention Joseph, who did not understand the purpose of his dream until later. We can also mention Nebuchadnezzar, who did not even remember his dream more so to understand the significance of the interpretation of his dream. We can also go on and on and mention a lot more people, but for the sake of our discussion, let us hover around the dream of Daniel. Daniel the prophet and statesman had a dream. His dream was in twofold. On many occasions, God spoke to him. He had dreams, true dreams, yes. He could also interpret dreams. But he had another dream. He was dreaming about a day that their bondage will cease. And they will have freedom from their masters. The Babylonians, the Assyrians the patience, and have their total liberty. This is what Daniel was dreaming about. Beloved, in the book of Daniel chapter 9, it reads, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he will accomplish 70 years in desolations of Jerusalem. So Daniel now was thinking about the day that their slavery will cease according to the word of the Lord. He was dreaming of a day that the Israelites will leave the land of bondage to their own land. Beloved, I am of a great view that what man dreams about serves the purpose of his life. What you are dreaming about by and large, will determine the way you live your life. Beloved, what are you dreaming about? 
dreams could be also interpreted to you in so many ways. But what I am trying to say to you is that you need to have a dream. This is because I am of a strong view that your dreams or visions that you have can determine your lifestyle, hope, and achievements. Maybe you want to ask me some questions about what are my dreams true. My answer to you is that I am dreaming of a city that is built by God where the streets are being laid with gold, a city where Christ is the light, where there is no sickness, no crying, no pain. For in the book of Revelations, chapter 21, reading from 1 to 4, it reads, And God shall wipe away all tears from the eyes, and there shall be no more pain, neither crying, nor pain, for the former things are passed away. John the Revelator says in the book of Revelation chapter 21, written from verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I just saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, neither crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things are passed away. Beloved, what are you dreaming about? In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, reading from verse 8 to 10, says that by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out unto a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed, he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is Jesus Christ. Beloved, what are you dreaming about? I am tired of this sin-sick world, and I'm praying for a city whose foundation is laid by Jesus Christ. 
I believe that you are also tired of this sin-sick world and you want to leave this world. Beloved, I want to give you this hope that before Jesus left this planet Earth, he gave us a promise in the book of John chapter 14 verses 1 to 3 saying, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. You also believe in me. In my father's house are many mountains. I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I am dying in preparing the place for you, I will come again and take you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Beloved, have hope in Jesus Christ. No matter what life is taking you through, there's this assurance that soon and very soon, our Savior will come to take us home. May the Lord bless and keep you as we wait in this sick world for Him to come and take us. May the peace of the Lord be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu or through the postal address. Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017, to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs> 